Hi everyone, it's Leanne, the Barefoot Medium here, and we are on Barefoot Radio, the show that aims to guide and support you in connecting, transforming, and growing in all things love, soul, and spirit. A very big welcome to all of our listeners today, and a special welcome to members of the Barefoot Tribe. For those of you who are connecting for the first time to Barefoot Radio, I am an international medium channel twin flame, love relationship and business coach, as well as an author. I'm originally from Brisbane, Australia and now living in Columbia, South America. Yes, a very big journey to get here. I'm absolutely passionate about helping others to access practical knowledge and guidance, as well as tools and techniques to support you in your everyday life and to embrace more love, joy, peace within every area of your life so you can be more authentically you. Feel free to kick off your shoes, sit back, relax and enjoy today's show where I am joined by Megan Cohn who is an energetic healer, meditation facilitator and holistic skincare therapist with over 17 years experience. She is passionate about her purpose and mission to help others along their path of healing, transformation and deep relaxation on every level. Megan uses a variety of blends of healing modalities and draws upon her spiritual knowledge to guide her clients towards peace, calm and clarity. I am so excited, Megan, to have you on Barefoot Radio today. So welcome. Thank you so much, Leanne. I'm so excited to be joining you today and your listeners. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Now, I want to kick off by just asking you to share with our listeners a little bit more about your journey. How did you step into energy healing and your passion and your purpose around that? Just give me a few, give us a few details about your journey. Sure. Um, I suppose, like so many people, it's a long story, so I'll give you a very short version of it. (laughs) And (laughs) so my first introduction to energy healing as a recipient I was about 22 years old and at that time I was going through a heartbreak from a relationship breakdown and despite the young age it felt very like a very potent raw overwhelming pain the heartbreak and so in that time through synchronous events I met a lady named Carolyn who offered me an energy healing and instantly when I was on that treatment table with her I went into a state of bliss and peace and calm and I was no longer consumed by the emotion it's not as though the heartbreak or a potent emotion was gone but I wasn't um, consumed by it and I could find that deep peace and so from then I was hooked and intrigued but before that I was a beauty therapist straight out from school that's the area I went into wanting to help people feel more confident and comfortable in their skin and relaxed and peaceful and that was a perfect path that led me through to wanting to help people on more of a soul level rather than the skin level Um, and so in a facial one day I met one of my now Reiki masters who was became a teacher so through many synchronous events it led me into healing and that helped me make 
sense of my sensitivities that I always had growing up from childhood because it also was wonderful to realize, hey, this is a practical, applicable skill that can help others and myself in a positive way rather than be a hindrance in life, that hypersensitivity. I love that. And, you know, I, when when I talked to you about today's show, I said I just want to have a conversation with you and allow it to flow where it needs to go. Um, and I love that you picked up on two areas that uh, I'm really passionate about as well and we share some similarities in our stories. Um, and that's around the, the heartbreak or the love relationship side and the energy healing or work with spirit. So, uh, and for the listeners today, I started my journey as a result of a breakdown in a relationship as well. And so that prompted me to go to a meditation and development circle where it reawakened my awareness of my sensitivities and my empath abilities and my mediumship skills, which were always there. But it's interesting how we can perceive a negative experience or a heartbreak um, as a bad thing, but it actually gives us enormous gifts. So I love that. And thank you for sharing it. It's so true. Sometimes the most painful things is the greatest blessings or the thing that set us onto our rightful path in a way. <laughs> exactly. And I want to talk to you about, and we will explore those two things in a little bit more detail. Tell me first of all, and share with, with our listeners today, what is energy healing? Mm, I love this question. It sounds so simple, but it's so broad. But energy healing, I kind of define it as an umbrella term to define any modality or therapy that helps to optimize and support and encourage the healthy flow of chi, life force energy, through any living organism, humans as well as plants and animals. And so that can encompass and include the touch therapies and Reiki and right through to acupuncture and qigong and many, many different therapies. And I think sometimes when people think of energy healing, they think of a hippie or someone in a dim room with crystals and incense. And I love crystals and incense. So I love all of those things, but it can also mean a doctor in a surgery, a nurse in the hospital, the physiotherapist in their clinic and all these other types of therapists who use it as a complementary or extra component of the therapies they add. Mm. Um, so in the simple summary of it, yeah, helping to support that flow of chi. Okay, perfect. And, and I agree with you because my background is psychology and teaching and in amongst that my my formal background is psychology and teaching so um we can heal through our words as well as through like you said physical touch which as a skin therapist and a beauty therapist you would have been doing naturally anyway um and it's just you know that stigma sometimes with energy healing and what that means so um can you share with our our listeners today what types of there are so many different types of energy healing out yes. there um and you mentioned reiki and that's probably the one that's most known <laughs> mm-hmm. so can you share a little bit about what types of 
healing modalities you do or different um, tools you use in, in energy healing? Yes, I'd love to. I am trained currently in Reiki um, Level 3, Reiki Master, Seikim, which is um, originated in Egypt. And um, is I like the description that one of my teachers gave that Reiki is almost more like a masculine band of energy if it had a colour that deep purple. Seikim is more like that lavender, um, mauve, uh, feminine aspect. Um, sort of one that runs alongside Reiki. So they complement each other beautifully. Serenity, vibrational healing and enlightenment technique. I've trained in that. And I use crystals and sound healing as well as the vibration of aromatherapy and um, trans-channeled healing. Uh, so I find as much as I love and value the training and the modalities, I find as every day goes by, the more trust and I just sort of breathe and trust and trust because sometimes um, the left brain will go okay well with Reiki for example hand positions here and then here and then we do this and this is the protocol and we can get very structured and very much into our brain and head about it when really when you go into the heart go into that space of trust and that guidance then um, then the more kind of flow with it I find the more powerful it becomes so it's been interesting in the way as well that it's been a backwards journey compared to anything in our usual society where you learn the theory then you apply the practical and then you have someone sign you off on that and so on this I found sometimes with the intuition and the trans-channeled healing I feel a very strong intuition and guidance to do a certain technique or form of healing and um, and then later uh, someone will come to me and say oh when I was in India I did this course I learned this thing and it goes how like the breathing technique that you showed me or that you did or that we did and I think wow that's so interesting so sometimes for me the theory or the information or the intellectual knowledge comes later without sounding unethical because I'm very ethical and professional and have the highest intention you know at heart for my clients I'm not just making it up But it's just so interesting. It's different to any other kind of work in that way. It is. And um, I, I love what you talked about with Reiki and with the um, having all those different modalities there. And um, just to share it, and I find it quite funny because I started my, one of the first things I did in my journey courses-wise was Reiki 1. And I, and I want to share this for listeners as well because we can be drawn to things for a particular purpose and a learning whether we're drawn to use it in our work or not um and so very early in my journey I did Reiki one with one teacher and she said to me your hands will get hot and I was like oh okay my hands aren't getting hot it mustn't be working (laughs) And it was very hands here and structured and it, and it's funny because in my everyday life I'm quite, I, I like structure but in my work with spirit I'm very fluid flowing. Mm. Um, so I ended up doing Reiki 1 a second time with a different teacher <laughs> thinking it didn't work for me for some reason um, and the second teacher basically talked about how you can hands can get hot can go cold they can tingle they can do all different things so I think it's really important to share with listeners that um, it can work in different ways for everybody yes. I then then did crystal healing which I loved and that opened my intuitive knowing a little bit more so and my my channel 
with spirit. So uh, while I have done Reiki and my awareness was my hands are already hot, they've always been hot, so I didn't notice any change or shift. Mm. Um, I've also learned a little bit of Seishin healing that feminine energy so I love that balance between the two and that's really important for energy work mm. um, and for me I'm passionate about violet flame healing mm. and work with the violet flame and that's very intuitive and very you know go go where you need to go so yeah. I love that you talk about that and you know as a medium sometimes in the healing work connecting someone with the past loved one is the healing yes so and thank you for sharing that insight in amongst it for everyone. Thank you. It's such a good point too, because I think even one of my teachers mentioned that Dr. Asui himself would say, this is a modality that's here for you to bend it to your unique approach. And I always try and remember that because sometimes there's other teachers that are a bit more rigid and want it to stay in that same tradition, always the same or always the same technique or protocol. But um, um but it's so true to follow the flow and to not let the left brain try and take control. <laughs> but I think Reiki is a great um, introduction and beginning to connect with the intuition and the healing. And like you said, it can be different for everybody. I think of Master Stephen Coe. I don't know if you've seen much from him. Yeah. I love him. And he said for the first five years, he never felt anything. And indeed, he kept a skepticism about him. However, his wife had had phenomenal result all of his patients and friends had phenomenal results so he pushed through eventually he did start to feel the energy some practitioners never do feel it in that um, physical way some recipients and clients never do but some feel all the temperature changes and sensations and it can be quite uh, yeah a lot of physical sensations can occur exactly. but it's different every time yeah exactly. so can you share with listeners about how and I love how you talked about some people don't always feel and that brings in the, the spiritual and the intuitive side that you talked about, you know, becoming aware of your sensitivities and, and all of that. Talk to me about how a healing or an energy healing generally, and I say that in the broadest <laughs> sense because I know the fluidity there, how does that normally flow for you? Um, in the sessions? Yeah. So talk, talk us through if a client comes in for a session, how do you um, intuitively get information or mm. become aware of, you know, through your sensitivities, how do you work with that? Yes. Um, and that's been developing and changing and evolving sort of all the time. Sometimes I get into a... Uh, routine and I then I uh, gradually get comfortable with it and then sometimes everything will change and I think oh okay this is interesting but for my sessions generally how they've evolved and are structured I spend up to an hour before a client arrives in a meditative state that's partly for me to be really grounded for me to be energetically protected the space to be really energetically clear and protected and connecting in to their high-level spirit guides, higher self guides, ascended masters, past over loved ones, any of the sort of beings of the light that have their highest and greatest good at heart. And at the same time, their energy fields. And so um, depending on where they're at in their life or what resonates with them, different energies will be, come through more stronger. It might be the past over loved one that's there more to guide the session or the spirit guide or uh, just checking in with their energy field if they're a bit more just 
practical agnostic person. Anyway, and so at that time, once I've set up my energy in the space, then I'm check. I just say I'm checking in with their energy, and I really like this analogy I felt from Spirit the other day. You know, when you take your car to the mechanic, and you might try and describe the sound that it's making or the feel, like something just doesn't sound right or feel right, and they sort of go, "Okay, I'll take it for a drive." And once they drive it, they can feel and hear and go, "Yeah, I can hear what that is." It's and so I feel like at that time of checking in with their energy, I get to sit in their. Energy and feel and feel a bit what they're feeling, see a bit from their perspective, and get a bit of a sense of what's happening for them at the moment, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And I receive symbols in my mind's eye, or colours, or sensations in my body, and or flashes of images. You know how an image can speak a thousand words, so one flash can be very effective communication. And so I just sort of do some automatic writing. I let spirit sort of um, work through me in that way, so that when the client arrives, I can share with them any and all insights that comes through, and give them a chance to share if it resonates, what questions they have where they're at and what they're wanting to work on at that time. Sometimes they just want to go with the flow or just decompress and relax. And so um, I intuitively choose crystals on their behalf before they arrive too. And um, anyone who's had tarot reading or done tarot reading, for example, one card can come out one day for a certain reason and symbols. Another day, the same card can come out for completely different reasons and symbols. And I find it's the same with my crystals. And so they tell me a lot as well what's happening for the person. So I'm blending and mixing all these different things together to create a customized session. And through the dialogue, as you said, like the spoken word is so healing as well and allowed the space to really talk and share if that's appropriate or needed for them on the day. Because generally with friends and even today excited with you, I'm like excited. It will be easy to want to talk over the top of each other and jump in too soon, you know, but um but in our conversation with friends, as supportive, as loving as they could be, you don't get a chance to speak it through. And a lot of times people have, well, all the time, actually, somewhere inside. Everyone always has the answers, the guidance that they need. I might you know, help hold that space and prompt them or give my insights but ultimately it's so beautiful to watch someone have that space to discover more about themselves their issues their behaviors where it's coming from why they're stuck in their patterns and really verbalize anything and then to go into that restful state on the treatment bed where the energy the energy work is taking place in that different way to balance and harmonize and restore clarity and calm and peace. And that's what I love so much as well about so many of your projects and endeavors in this show to um, help support people in their journey back to love and joy and peace because that's in all of us. Um, and it, so oftentimes going through life, we're not necessarily in direct contact or awareness of that deep peace, that deep bubbly joy that's always there but the mind chatter they're random in a dialogue that causes so much suffering um and just general stresses of life and people not really as connected with their intuition generally as we could be you know like everybody's probably had the experience where perhaps you've had something from your intuition say oh how about this and your rational mind has double-guessed it and overridden it and then so not listen to it and then later regret it. 
it never leads us astray. And yet we're kind of disconnected from it. We prioritize the logical mind, but it doesn't have all the information that the heart and the intuition and that broader mind does. So I find the energy healing sessions put people back in touch with that peace and joy and clarity. I get excited, so I can waffle on here. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I love it because you're, you're sharing some beautiful um, little nuggets of wisdom in amongst it. And so uh, that's why I said to you, I just want this to flow and, and to come out because you're so right. What, what often disconnects people is that head and heart. And yes. with, uh, with my mediumship um, and intuition students it's about talking to them about learning how they work and whether they're in their heart space or in that logical brain and people often talk about the intuition versus the ego Mm -hmm. Um, and for me I really I don't resonate with the term ego Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why is because, firstly, what people know as the ego is there to keep you safe and protect you. It has a role. It has a job. It's not a negative thing. Mm. Um, It can work with your intuition. And so for me, the ego is simply that logical brain that is making up stories sometimes that are just not true. Mm-hmm. and disconnect you from your heart space. And, you know, it's funny, um, one of the, the programs I'm running for a group of people at the moment is called Shifting Your Shit, which is about <laughs> helping, and it connects in with my book, um, the same book, about shifting your shit to achieve your dreams, which is all about manifesting and co-creating with the universe, which is one of my other passions. And you know, it's so funny what people have in their logical brain, which some people call ego, that they put out into the universe through their words, their thoughts, their beliefs or their stories that come from the past generally uh, or from other people. Um, And, you know, your heart or your feel, your intuition is generally your feel, that gut feeling tells you whether something feels right or not and you're so right it you know and and I I talk to people about you know is your heart dialed up on the radio channel the volume up on your intuition and your heart or is the volume up on your logical brain your headspace or what people refer to as the ego Mm -hmm. Um, and so one of the ways I teach people to to do that is invite their head and the heart to work together and to turn the volume down yeah that logical brain and go come on what what Mm -hmm. do you feel about that does it feel right does it feel correct does it feel Mm -hmm. loving and joyful for you and if it doesn't that's your intuition I find it's like intuition lives in every cell of the body you can feel truth and you can feel what's just not right and I think it's so nice um, seeing people become more and more reconnected to that intuition that knowing that's beyond the logical mind and I suppose some examples of it in day-to-day society is things like even when you know you're being stared at (laughs) and (laughs) that's your field detecting someone's consciousness aware of you and so even on 
I think security guards on closed circuit TV, like on their CCTVs, they know not to look directly at a shoplifter, even through the screen, because they'll detect they're being watched and then run away. So we do have, like everybody has that sense of being stared at, or just that knowing of not wanting to go down a certain street one night, or, you know, because our fields can detect the information if there's any potential danger. And there's very practical applications to it. It's there to help and it does go beyond the logical mind. But I think we're so trained to prioritize and um, revere the intellect and the emotional intuition is not as valued. Yeah. Um, and I, I love that because, you know, that, that real pressure on people to be educated and have a certificate or a qualification or, and, and I do value that. Um, me too. For, for me, I, I didn't finish high school, but I went to university and did criminology, psychology and a master's in education. So I value education, I value wisdom, I value knowledge, but... I think what we've got to remember is that logical brain, it has a job and its job is to be creative with the ideas, to bring up the wisdom, bring out the knowledge. And it's kind of that action energy. Um, And the heart is, okay, where am I feeling the energy flowing today, for example, with your everyday life? Um, where am I feeling like I need to flow my energy today? And where is that feeling light and right and loving and joyful for, for me? And then you're going, okay, well, but my head's saying I need to do this, this and this. Um, and it's going, okay, come back. Yes, we can do all that, but we need to flow with this because it's going to be easier and just invite your head to work with your heart and go, okay, head, just come up with some ideas and creative ways that we can take the steps to flow with this. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I think, I think that's where people get so caught up into, in having to get things done or, or that logic it or analyse it. And there is a place for that. That's the head's job. It's meant to do that. And if yes. it gets bored, it makes up stories or whatever. So put it to work. <laughs> <laughs> and it's sort of the element wanting control in, in the mind, I find, compared to the heart. So even say one morning I get up and the, my objective for the morning is to do some writing and I want to share from the heart and everything. And so part of me knows I'm a meditation teacher. I've been meditating for many years. I love it. And I know it gets the brain firing on all cylinders and increases creativity. It makes you more effective and it makes time more malleable. You know, you get more done in less time. But my brain goes, nope, you just got to sit there and do it. You've got to do it this way, this way. Like just, you know, all about the to-do list. Whereas if I just go with the heart and just sit, allow 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, maybe an hour, but it doesn't have to be just that time. And then you're in that flow, not the kind of rigid control 
that the intellect wants. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, and that's why I wanted to just go with picking out some of those little nuggets of wisdom and knowledge you have in there to be able to share with people to help them in their everyday lives and, and how they can work with their intuition and, and everything like that. So um, if you were to give our listeners um, some tips on, and I want to bring back that love and heartbreak and relationship stuff as well because I, I'm, I work with um, Twin Flame Soulmate Love Relationship stuff. So that's what I'm passionate about. Um, talk to me about energy work around how that can support people with love relationship stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And give me maybe three tips on what that could be useful for. Excellent. And um, and three tips in the way of, I'd really like to also do three tips in the way of their day-to-day home care energetically, if I may, as yeah. well as, because with the energy healing as well, because we're so multifaceted, there's so many aspects to our being. And as we talked about the mind versus the heart, the intellect, the intuition, the practicality, the, um, the intuition of being in that flow. And the ego self, the sense of self, like I have, I know that word ego could be a real trigger and a really, again, mean different things to different people. But when there's a space of heartbreak and as we talked about that we know in our heart deep down and in every cell of our being what's true for us. So with the use of the simple breath and connecting in with the body, so again, dropping down from the head, out of the ego, into the heart and into the body and into that gut feeling that we all have, just breathing and sitting with it in a space of heartbreak that's going to be painful, that's going to be challenging, you're going to want to avoid it. Your brain's going to remind you of your to-do list. But sit with it and just breathe. And as you do, see where the pain is. Is it in the heart? Perhaps some of it certainly is. But also notice what pain is in the stomach, in the solar plexus your sense of self, your identity. Sometimes if we're like heartbroken that a relationship has ended, when we go into our body, reconnect with our body and our intuitive self, we realise that actually you didn't really want to be with that person anymore yourself anyway. Like if they instigated the breakup, so I was like, oh, my, you know, it hurts so bad right in the stomach, like a kick in the guts. And that's not heartbreak, that's uh, self identity identity break like self-worth taking a hit feeling rejected Mm. um because when you love someone that never hurts well you know that at those moments where you love someone so much you just think oh I just want them to be happy even if that means not with me anymore and they need to move on I just want them to be happy they're those moments of real love and those beautiful um, heart connections and love can always stay no matter the relationship dynamics but it's sometimes more the um the sense of self that gets bruised or hurt or the rejection um So from there, it can allow for more self-compassion, more acceptance of the situation. And also with this love, peace and joy that resides within us all, even when we feel so far from that, and heartbreak is maybe one of the furthest parts away from that, you know, grief. But realising and practising and using energy healing 
and meditation perhaps and whatever other tools come your way that resonate to really endeavor to uncover and rediscover that joy and love and peace within because you can feel it and get there and experience it regardless of the outward circumstances um, regardless of how sh shitty things might seem in your outer reality at that time. And no matter how much physical pain you're in or emotional pain, those things are still accessible. So um, so at home, I would say, if, if it resonates, rose quartz or any green stones using the power of the crystals because they are, like even with some of the technology we now have where you can photograph or digitally analyse somebody's energy fields, chakras and so forth, when they interact with the crystal, very rapidly you can see changes and shifts in the field. So they are shown to, and if you resonate with them, you don't need that digital device to tell you that they work, you just know that it does. So those simple and effective and gentle tools can be so powerful when you just wear them in your bra or pocket or handbag or whatever it is and have that there to trans uh, help to transmute and diffuse the charge sage and salo panto like um burning those to help clear away the excess emotion the excess charge because we sort of tend to carry our emotions around with us like luggage like baggage when really they're meant to just flow through it's like that buddhist saying like a bird flying through the sky leaving no trace of itself behind when it's there it's very real and then it's to, it's intended to fly by our bodies aren't designed to be like luggage so just to help, yes, the emotion can come. Yes, it can be painful and uncomfortable, but whatever we could do to help it keep flowing and flowing. So I find simple and powerful things are the crystals of sage and salt, mm. salt baths, salt scrubs in the shower. If the weather's permitting and the location is available, jumping in the ocean or even just walking by the ocean with the salty sea air, it's um, very powerful. And there's more and more studies as well to interestingly show the physiological changes, but you could feel it energetically again. You could just know it. Yeah. So there three simple and powerful things I find helpful for someone in that space. Um, again, I, yeah, I, did I digress a little bit? No, you did not. It was, <laughs> it was beautiful and, um, you know, listeners will take what they need to out of that. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for sharing and um, I'm aware that we're, we're wrapping up our time together. We could keep talking. Um, yeah, I could talk to you for days. <laughs> for hours and I love that. So um, thank you so much for connecting in and for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom with, with our listeners. And if you can just share your website and your Facebook page for listeners to connect with you further if they're interested in learning more. Thank you. That would be wonderful. It's been such a pleasure to be with you and thank you to the listeners as well. So my website is www.lotushealing.com.au. It's got lots of information about, uh, again, about energy healing, what it is, what it's about, what the chakras are and everything uh, about my services and all sorts of workshops. Also on Facebook, you can find me facebook.com forward slash Lotus Healing and Wellness. I'm also on Instagram. So feel free everybody to connect with me through any of those channels. I'd love to hear about your experiences, questions or comments. So thank you, Leanne. Pleasure. And for anyone listening to the show today, please 
feel free to comment and ask questions on the show and um, connect with Megan or myself. For those interested in connecting with me further, I do offer individual readings, both mediumship and psychic readings, as well as channeled twin flame love relationship readings. Um, I also have four and eight week blocks of coaching programs for people interested in working more with energy and spirit and the intuition as well as love relationship coaching and business coaching, whether it's spiritual work or any other type of, of business that you might be in and needing a little bit of help and support. So I also, in Colombia, am running retreats and we have a beautiful and amazing retreat coming up in September around all things twin flames, soulmate, love, relationships. So if you are experiencing heartache, like Megan talked about and need to shift some of your old stories or emotions or patterns around that, then uh, please feel free to come and join us in September. Or if you're looking at manifesting and attracting your soulmate and twin flame, then come and come and join us and we will support you on your journey with that. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining me. My website is thebarefootmedium.com.au and you can connect with me on Facebook through Leanne the Barefoot Medium. And I am also on Instagram if you'd like to connect with me there. Once again, thank you for kicking off your shoes, sitting back, relaxing, and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I wish you a magical loving and joyful week wherever you are whoever you're with and whatever it is that you're doing along your journey and I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode